my children, oh God, my poor children. The woman in the upstairs room cries out often in the madness of pain and extremity. Broken words, regrets even, and her kneeling, praying husband shudders to hear them, violent curses. But this is the recurring cry that rises to a scream, just as the dry, loutish wind idles and grumbles about the house, and then will assault it suddenly with a gust and a shriek. Oh, my children! What will become of my children? And this is his fight, his greatest fight, this austerely handsome man, lean and spare in clerical black, who has become who he is by a long exercise in will and conquest. Now he must fight the devil, because nothing else, not even the delirium of mortal sickness, could make his gentle, forbearing wife say the things she is saying. The devil is seizing his moment, when the fate of the soul is in the balance and entering her, entering her. He must put aside the dark surge that is like jealousy at that thought. The possession of her soul, that is what is at stake. Sometimes the pain is such that it thrusts her into terrible acrobatics, her chin digging between her breasts, her clawing feet scaling the wall behind her bed. Then he grips and holds her, speaking soothingly, entreating her to be calm, to offer the pain to the Lord. But tonight, the last night it must surely be, as he holds her down on the pillow and inhales her so familiar breath, her rolling eyes meet his and lock and she begins to laugh, madly, devilishly. Oh, Patrick, do you seek the freedom of my bed now, even now? He jolts away from her, his fingers loosening their grasp on her wasted shoulders, but he remembers the devil and grips her again, and tries to ignore what the candlelight is doing with their shadows on the wall, making that familiar humped union. Oh, my dear, you must pray. Pray with me now, he urges. Oh, great God in heaven, the old adversary is with us, here in this room. I know his voice. I hear him speak through your poor suffering lips. But what if... She stops, and he sees that she is hoisted on a great spike of pain. But she rides the obscene impalement, gasps and gags, speaks on. What... If it is me speaking, what then? Dearest, hush, fight it, fight it. I fear for your soul. I don't care about my soul. She spits at him in her croaking voice, a blasphemy of consonants, and he is so baffled. No, tired, it must be tiredness, these endless sickbed nights, that he can only stagger back to the chair and bury his head in his hands. At last, he says, remember, my dear, remember how you were. You always walked with God. She turns from him, grinding her head against her pillow. You know nothing of the matter. He tries to leap across the terrible distance opening up. My dear, I understand. You are thinking of the things of this world. But the time has come to let go of them. You cannot go to your maker still clinging to the things of this world. You must. They are not things. Oh, she is fighting him hard. Or rather, the devil is.